Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wild Wild Tech is a brand new podcast all about the intersection of technology and pop culture. Each week on Wild Wild Tech, we will bring you the wildest, most bizarre, most interesting stories about technology and how it's shaping our culture. We found experts, journalists, and people who lived through these incredible events who will help us understand how technology is affecting our daily lives. Subscribe to Wild Wild Tech to hear about how the video game World of Warcraft is helping us understand the spread of COVID-19. Or how artificial intelligence is trying to break copyright law. Find Wild Wild Tech for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. Did you miss us? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Scream Queen, a podcast about scary movies. From people not typically depicted in scary movies. So, Tommy, Tommy. Did you see what I did there? <laughs> um, bitch, I'm trying to ignore you right now, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> so you got on a whole ass Zoom call to ignore me. It's going to be a little hard. <laughs> I can do it. Watch me do it. um so today what did we we got to see and once again we got to we already talked about it but we're well first of all we're recording two episodes at once because we've been figuring out our schedules and some tech issues but we're back we're fucking ready and Mm -hmm. yeah today we were blessed with our little niece's first birthday we got to see her little face on zoom this afternoon that was fucking cute it was really cute. And I was just like, I was like, we were all in the room together. It, it, is, it is awkward. I mean, all of these oh. gatherings that we have to have and we can't be, do them in person. And it just really fucks with you emotionally because like normally when um, we're in trouble, we like to show up for each other and be with each other. And this pandemic is like, we can't actually do that. We can't even physically comfort each other. No. Um, so, it, you know, it's a little bit awkward, but it was just so sweet. And she was, was just going to town on her little cupcake. And I was yes, like- I'm so proud of her. She gonna eat. And I was telling Becky, like, it just seemed like yesterday that I was getting all your propofol fucking text messages while you were going into labor. You <laughs> man. I was like, ooh, did she mean to send me that? <laughs> <laughs> I think at one point she thought, well, I won't even say it. Never mind. She will not. Yeah, no, let's keep that in the group chat. I don't think, I don't think she would want to spread her business out there like this. <laughs> Love you, Becky. You're wonderful. And, so, or, and also, congratulations on raising such a beautiful baby. Like she's mm. her and Jack are doing a very good job. Um, uh, we don't normally get too soft on this show, but I, I will I will give it up to that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. um, well, why so, don't you tell us what we're getting into today, Trey? Well, actually, I wanted to just sorry, I wanted to go back because I was gonna uh, talk about one little thing. There's a a Chucky alert. 
Chucky alert. Uh, there's a finally the TV show is coming out on USA and Sci-Fi. Oh shit! It's all been filmed. Brad Dorf is gonna be back as Chucky. Tiff, uh, our homegirl, uh, home Tiffany girl, Haddish. Not Tiffany Haddish. Uh, who plays Tiffany in Child's Play? A uh, big titty girl who we love. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> as a now. descriptor. That's that's, 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 that's oh, 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 already know, already know. Jennifer Tilly. Jennifer Tilly. Oh, uh. big titty girl that we love. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Titty, yes. Jennifer Titty. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's coming out. Um, so basically what I've uh, read about it and the synopsis is uh, of after a vintage Chucky doll turns up at a suburban yard sale, an idyllic American town is thrown into chaos as a series of horrifying murders begin to expose the town's hypocrisies and secrets. So, yeah. Are we going to see some peen? And some peen? Are we seeing some peen? Maybe. 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 And it was the USA and sci-fi, so they probably won't know. You never know. You never know. They can slip a little. I mean, the times are changing. People, you know, people are freeing the peen a little bit more freely than they were when, you know, we were coming up. they're going to so. give Chucky a dick. <laughs> <laughs> little nub. Little nub. Little nub. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's the main one I'm watching. I'm fucking excited. You know I'm excited about that. And other than that, I started watching a film that I think you'll really like, Tommy, a lot. It's called Lake of Death, and it's like um, that segment, The Raft and Creepshow, um, meets like oh, okay. and meets uh, like Evil Dead and, and all that. And yeah, you would, and, it, and it's Norwegian, and they're, but they're doing like really cool, they, like a lot of like cool, like quote callbacks to like Nightmare on Elm Street and the guy who was trying to do a, a study there at this hunted cabin, he's a podcaster. And yeah, it's, are they it's, stealing our thunder? What's going on? A little bit. <laughs> uh, it's on Shutter, and yeah, I think uh, we might have to cover it coming up. But you give it a watch. You know the the for the, the that uh, episode of the the with the raft and the blob creature was the first time I saw a titty that was not my mom's. Really? How old were you? Yes. When you saw that? You I was four? little. I I mean, you know, it came, it came out probably before I was born, or like right when I was born. Yeah. But I saw my cousin Snowball was um, babysitting me. Because um, like, my, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> Why you gotta it say it all casually? <laughs> <laughs> Her name was Snowball. It's the Indian Reservation. Everyone got a weird name. Okay. okay, I don't even know. I have an uncle Rocky. I don't know what his real name is. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I got a bunch of Pookies in my family. I don't know their names. It might be Pookie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got Limpy and them. CC. Uh, uh, ladybug, bee sting. I don't know any of their goddamn names. I really don't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was the first time I saw a titty ball. Titty ball. <laughs> that takes my breath <laughs> every time. It's a pandemic. It's a respiratory pandemic. The way that the beach house made you feel every time you see say titty ball, it makes me inside. <laughs> <laughs> don't give me that much power, Dred. Don't give me that much power. This week, we're going to be talking about good manners. Uh, I've been ta- I first of all, Drea proposed this and said it relic this week. We, we're going to do relic later, but I sincerely loved this movie. Um, I was so happy to talk about it. Feel, I'm, I can't wait to talk about it right now. But also, like, I've been telling people all weekend, I was like, get this. Brazilian interracial lesbian werewolf horror drama, sometimes musical. 
It should a musical. And it absolutely does. It slayed. It slayed. It's my Ooh. favorite movie I've seen this year. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, and so we're going to talk about that, Good Manners. And then our scream queen is Carmen Igojo from Purge Anarchy. Damn. And I got to say, the Purge, Purge has given us um, more than a few black final girls. Because oh, yeah. Carmen is in this one. Uh, Lauren Velez is in um, Purge, Election the first year? Purge. Oh, the first Purge. First Purge. Uh, Betty Gabriel is in Election Year, who okay. played the uh, maid in Get Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they be giving it, and, and they're and they're on topic. Yeah, very, very too relative. You know, I remember when the Purge first came out, and I was like, Yeah, right. In our, the year of our Lord, twenty twenty. I mean, like. The, <laughs> The new founding fathers is just Donald Trump, like in them. Oh, bitch. anyway, let's let's let's, let's, let's get, get into, into it. it. All right, <laughs> so spoiler alerts. I want to say that you know, but that's what we do. We just get into the movies because we we watch something, we get obsessed with it, we want to tell you all about it. You know, but this, no matter what we say about this film, it's not going to take away from your first experience getting to watch it. Um, and also the reason why I want to tell you the week before we watch this is to give you the opportunity to watch it and be part of this conversation. Absolutely. So um, our first film, Good Manners, came out in 2017. It's, uh, the directors are Juliana Rojas and Marco Dutra. Um, it stars Isabel Joie, um, Marjorie Estiano, and Miguel Lobo. Um, it's about uh, a woman named Clara, uh, a lonely nurse from the outskirts of Sao Paulo. Um, she is hired by mysterious and wealthy Anna as the nanny for her unborn child. The two women develop a strong bond, but a fateful night changes their plans. So yeah, this film, it starts off, it, 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 has, it has three vibes to it. Like there's the epilogue is the story of these two women and how they come to, and again, like, this, this beautiful uh, brown-skinned woman from one side of town, the slums, meets this privileged woman. So you're dealing with classism. And then we get into, um, you know, it deals with, you know, full-on deals with race. And I think the over-outlining theme is motherhood. Um, I, I discovered in some of my notebooks that I had jotted down to watch this film a few times. And I, of course, I forgot because I write too much shit down. But uh, <laughs> I, I had, it was on my radar for a second. And I, it did well where it played. It just didn't play in many places. Um, it only made like $35,000, but that doesn't have anything to do with the quality of the film. It just didn't have, it didn't get a lot of press or whatever. But I remember hearing about it, and it was because of the app Mubi, M-U-B-I. They have great films. Like, they're kind of up on the Criterion kind of feel. Like, they're, they promote a lot of great international and uh, just, just solid classic work. And this is how I came across this film. Um, and I was super fucking excited. As, as soon as I read about it, and, I was really, and then I watched the first, like, five minutes, I was like, holy shit. And, <laughs> and 20 yes. minutes into it, I was texting Tommy, like, I think we need to cover this. Like, this is the one. And yeah, Drea was like, uh, Brazilian interracial lesbian werewolf. And I was like, you had me. No, I'm there. I'm absolutely, <laughs> we are actually the target audience for this exact film. Um, like I said in the intro, it has so many disparate elements about it that should not, it just shouldn't work. And it does. I think, first of all, like, 
it has the same ambition, I think, that a lot of horror has, which is like, I'm just going to swing for the fences. And sometimes, you know, the, the, the premise falls short. Yeah. This, is the, this is one where the premise was fairly conventional, like werewolf movie, but like that it became, but it was so original. It was so um, like, it was so, I feel so lovingly crafted, so well acted. And Absolutely. I'm just gonna say what my only problem was. I only had but one problem, and that was the CGI. Oh yeah, I didn't need the CGI. No, I didn't. I, I wanted like when when little boy kills his friend in in the mall or whatever. I, I didn't need to see the ki- I didn't need to see the werewolf. Like no. the reaction of the child of the other boy was enough. Like I I would have like. When 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 homegirls suckling little baby a uh, 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 werewolf, it's obviously like a puppet. You know, it's not it's not a it's not um. It's it's not the, baby, a CGI. the CGI doesn't bother me as much, but like, but even I was still like, I don't know if I need this. And they also, well, the directors were heavily influenced by old Disney animated films, and Sleeping Beauty was the number one one they were that they really took from. And there's a scene where you know they animate and you see the, um, the beast in the woods, and I thought that's how they, they were going to depict the beast throughout the film. They would animate. It would have been better that way. It would have been better. I was because I like, yeah. The only thing I didn't like was the CGI, but that makes so much sense because that's where when we talked about before, it does dip into musical territory a few times. Mm-hmm. When, like and so it being like kind of lovingly crafted in the vein of an old Disney film that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely, um, and also the the little boy that plays uh, Joel, his, his name is Miguel Lobo, and Lobo means wolf in Portuguese, which is just fucking crazy. And he's so I, brilliant. He is he's so cute. cute. Oh he's my a, god! You like kids again? See, I Portuguese know. If crazy, I had baby. ovaries, they would be glowing. Like that little kid, but he also like is able to deliver because you can't talk about you, you can't talk about this movie without talking about black motherhood. Yes, you know, and like she's got to so so this this kid around the the full moon he turns into a werewolf and she has to like keep him in the house and so she's terrified when he's outside because she yeah. doesn't know if he's gonna and and like and what people how people will react to him. And also, so this is, so he kills his mother. He burst out of her stomach, similar to Sinia's character in uh, The Girl with All the Gifts. Yes. And he kills her and this, And seven and years later, she chooses to keep him and take care of him. And then. And he has like, it's, 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 it's one whole completely other movie. It's like two and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. And there's like, the first half is one movie and the second mm-hmm. half is another movie. And I love the fact because like how that's not conventional and i feel like that um i feel like there is a version of this movie that wouldn't have had the guts to do that absolutely this it this movie doesn't make any sense to me i i don't understand first of all why is it not talked about more and i mean but all the reviews i've seen on it are glowing like everybody Mm -hmm. loves the shit out of this film i um you know, like you were getting into black motherhood and, you know, the fact that this child killed the woman that she loved and formed this new bond with and they had this beautiful thing. And then she, you know, she wanted to just put that 
you know, send that ch- ch- child down the river or whatever. She tried to leave it, it like fucking right. Laura Dannon and Willow, and that baby would just not take to the reeds. She was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <a> Willow, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I also saw that this weekend, so. <laughs> I need to watch Willow. I need it's, to watch Willow. It's been a while. That was, I watched that on VHS in my grandma's house like 25 years ago. Oh, and yeah, I was like, that's oh. when Val was looking good. Val, Val was good, good. Val He's, was, he was looking good all the way up until The Saint. But anyway, yeah. I don't really get too off track, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't ever talk about it too much because I, you know, I'll leave with like, I love men, I love tall men, but like men with long hair, there's just, mm, I don't, I don't talk about it because it's like a little too stereotypical. Yeah. Like, oh, of course, like you love any men, but like. Jason Momoa, you know. Ooh, Ooh bitch, that's two out of two. Yes, he's out and he has long hair. Anyway, oh, so talk about good manners again. I gotta say that I love. Portuguese and specifically Brazilian Portuguese. I love the sound of it. It's like if Spanish and French like Eiffel Towered Russian. You know what I mean? That's like it is those things all kind of come together. So delectable. I just to hear it is like warm butter or something like in your ears. It's just like freaking strange to hear that sound. It's so intoxicating that language. And and when you hear like the like it delivered it's 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 a magic and then when you hear like portuguese singing that's another the only reason that musical aspect worked is because it's such a natural vibe from that place you know you think of the girl the girl from ipanema and that's just their vibe out there and otherwise i really feel like that could have come up incredibly cheesy and i I, it could have not worked at all but it because then like randomly there's like a song and then like this like homeless person is like singing this song and like it's just like i don't but also like it got me thinking about one of my favorite groups which is um linike um and it's like a a, kind of like a funk group uh headed by a black trans woman so check them out because their shit is dope again but it's like uh it's called linike uh you will put it in the description. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but it's a, but it's like in addition to a melody and and the the beauty of the language, it's also the vibe. Mm-hmm. Like that vibe has to be right, and if it's not right, it ain't gonna work out. Absolutely, it was the perfect casting. Um, went seven years later when she moves to the favelas, or I, I think that's what they're called, or the, the slums, whatever. It's beautiful over there. I don't think they look like slums, but. Um, her community that she's with, um, they they all support her and her son. Nobody really mentions the fact that nobody's like, I don't get where did this little kid come from, and yeah. he's not black, and like they're like, what's going on? And you notice that because I mean, they just that's like I'm, I don't know if that's a real cultural thing out there, and I think to some degree it is. Where you know, yeah, I, I think that there might be more common that might be more common practice than we realize. But um, I really kind of liked how they weren't affected by that. What they did notice, however, is that kid doesn't eat <laughs> and he gets sick every month. And <laughs> yeah, she and never like, gives him any kind of protein. You can't have meat. And she learned that because she couldn't give her, her his mother meat because she was bitten by a wolf and conceived a child from some man after she had an affair. So she was not allowed to give her meat. And once she started having meat, she like snuck and, you know, that's that. That's, mm. that's my ones. That's one my my thing. It's not the CGI. It's that there's not enough sex in the film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because those two ladies. Who, here's the here's the shitty thing. There is, I think, even like like there is such a clear bias against lesbian film. 
Like, I remember a Miseducation of Cameron post that came out a couple years ago, won all these awards, like jury awards and shit like that, and they couldn't find a distributor. And Desiree Akhavan, who wrote it, and I think she directed it, but um, adapted it and directed it, was talking about how hard it was. And she's like a queer woman herself and a brown woman. And she was just like, it's even with all of the lip service being paid, to the queer community and like POC and women in this sort of Me Too, Time's Up era, it's still impossible to get distribution the way that a fucking straight man would. Mm-hmm. And like the fact that like the lead of this movie is a, the character anyway, I don't know about the actress, but the character is a queer black woman. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, already people are like, I don't know who this is gonna appeal to. Or like, yeah, me, you know. Here. Over here, you know. <laughs> How about people who like good fucking movies? How about that? <laughs> like, I have to watch shit all the time that I do like, but that has no, and this is the, the reason we started this podcast, has nobody that looks like us on no, them. No, nobody, nobody that looks like us associated with them. And we still find a way to enjoy it. That's what we have. We're forced to. We're fucking forced to. And I'm So if we can do that for 35 years, you can do that for two fucking hours. Yes, you can. You can find the fucking patience. And if you can't, then move the fuck on. Yeah, you fuck you. We don't need you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just uh, need to say that because like I've gotten, you know, like I'm working on a project right now and, and my, my director is a, a, a native woman and like if I'm a native writer and we're just running into so much um, pre-pandemic, but like, suspicion people be like i don't know it's like your first feature it's like your first thing and it's like well stop paying lips you want to be the person on stage giving the speech about inclusion and diversity but you don't want to include diversity that's fucked up people love to talk about it and and pretend like they have have a a say in something or you know it's all bullshit you know the fact i you don't even need we know how i feel about this and i know how you feel about this but I, i don't deal with pandering i don't deal with your condescending late response to the violence that's been happening against people for centuries. You know, I don't have patience for it. So, and it's not my job to teach you. There's so much information out there. You better find it on your fucking own. Like Google.com is open 24 hours a day for free. Absolutely. <laughs> or, hey, even use Yahoo if your ass is still on Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> Which... Depending on your age, that might be more appropriate. Hey, what you gonna do? Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about, so there was, I feel like, okay, so CGI, we already talked about CGI of this movie was not my favorite part of it, but there was, you know, some howling a little bit, you know, in there. I got a little bit of Parasite vibes too with the class thing in the first half of the movie, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I think there were a lot of like references. American Werewolf, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that I really appreciated as a lover of this genre. Um, <laughs> is there like a chain store on Etsy? Because like, when, after he broke through the chains and then she just had another one ready to drill in and I was like... I thought about that. Ch- I'm like, where is this, where's this bitch going to get these chains? And- <laughs> is there like a Brazilian Home Depot that she just like, oh, I got to get... Sh-. It's not even kids shackles. He's going into the city. I, I, honestly, I don't know. That was a major... <laughs> Where life. do you get shackles now? Well, I don't even... I guess they, they within the seven years that we didn't see them on TV or like didn't see their lives, throughout there, she must have like a shackle dude. She has a shackle dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me get... I'll get Reggie in there. He's my shackle dude. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> 
It's not like they got Home Depot and shit out there. That's so they got shackle dudes. And also, like you know, we we talked at the top of the show about our mutual friend who, like, her baby just had her first birthday. But there was something I was thinking of in the first half of this movie where the where um where one of the ladies is pregnant and she's just like when she goes to get her examinations and he's like putting all the stuff on her belly and 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 she's like, is it normal? And he's like, yeah. And like she kind of cries a little bit. Like that's also I feel like. Our, our friend, like, yeah. kind of t- talking about how, like, it, having, like, at the same time, like, a joy for the new life that you bring into this world, the fear that it will be, it will have something wrong, you know, mm-hmm. or, like, have some kind, not something wrong, but, like, that there will be some sort of health complications, you know? I mean, it takes so much strength to be a parent, to be a good parent, and, and not to, and to balance out the fear of anything happening to your child, and... The fact that this person loses her lover, chooses to take on her lover's child that killed her lover and, you know, move forward, like the power of motherhood. And, you know, she can't not nurture this, this, this being. And, um, and he's beautiful. He's such a gorgeous little baby. And, and then, really but, hmm? Wait, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say like that it gets, it goes from this very, almost kinky i thought it was just gonna be a kinky ass film starting from the beginning like i mean the- i would have been here for that i was so ready <laughs> and so i watched the first 40 minutes and it's pretty much just real sexy i'm like woo bitch and oh, when she's like mounting her and she's just like and there's just like there's like just this flesh you know just like just just Beautiful flesh beautiful. on flesh. Yeah. And so it goes from that story, and then all of a sudden, Homegirl's gone. And I'm like, oh shit, where is this going? And then we got a this little werewolf pup biting on a titty and shit. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Why did she get, goes. what did she, she doesn't have milk in that titty. She didn't give birds. And why did she give the titty up? I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't, I don't, that was just, I, I think I texted it, you. It didn't need up. milk, it just needed blood. I mean, and, but still, it's just like, but you could have given it a shoulder. Or, like, I don't even know. You didn't even give it your titty ball. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, I do, I guess that was her trying to like, kind of like, you know, mama bird or mama bear, you know, just that make sure that the baby know this is on yours and you're, it's a bonding thing, I guess. Um, it was strange as fuck, but I, I did, I thought that scene was hilarious. Um, so it goes from this very sexy, it takes one story and then it molds into the story about kind of mother, son, like this person that's taking, you know, this caretaker of this child. And, um, and then it ends in this union between them. Like they kind of lose themselves for a minute and he just, he doesn't trust her. And that ending scene is just so fucking cool. I, 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 I love that end. I thought it was so dope just like them standing, you know, standing together and like, you know, I was like, I'd like to believe like, yeah, they just went and did their thing and got out of there. And, but who, you know, who knows what happened? I mean, I think they did. He probably can't. Well, once he went and killed his best friend, I was like, but I, oh, honey, I don't think this is going to end well for you. <laughs> but I think it, if, I mean, he, he, the strength that that little kid possesses, like once they got past that door, that, that group was gone. They ate uh-huh. that family away and kept going. That's what I'm seeing. I know that. I I want to believe that's what happens. I choose to believe that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like a sort of allegory for like the just general fraught nature of motherhood in in in, in conceiving a life, and then also particularly black motherhood and keeping a life alive when the outside world is going to demonize your child. 
you know, and that's so, so much of that is the conversations that people are having right now um, mm -hmm. with like the uprising and all that kind of stuff, even though some of us have been uprising for a little while, um, that like, I thought like, it's just, it's such, it's such fertile ground for horror when you take a story like this and that's what it becomes about. That's when horror is working its best, you know? And I loved this. I, I like, I was so hyped about this movie and I'm just like telling literally everyone I know to watch it because it is so good. It is so good. And like, not it, like there's, there's something about it that it's like, it's trying really hard and it's not trying, it's not trying hard at all, you know, because there's so much effort and, and work, but it's also like, you, like you just have to let it fall on you. You just have to let it work its magic on you. Cause I feel like it is a magic film. It, it's pure magic. I completely agree. Yeah. Good I'm, manners. I'm, good manners, guys. Watch it, y'all. You bet. If you don't watch it, I'm coming for your ass. See, that's a threat, and he he be holding up on his threats. I heard. It. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into our scream queen. All right, our scream queen this week is Carmen Jogo from. Uh, 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 Purge Anarchy, right? So James DeMonico wrote and directed this one, uh, the, the like Purge with Ethan Hawke and them, and then also Purge Electioneer. He didn't do the first Purge, but he did all three of them. He was a producer on the, the first Purge. Um, so <laughs> it's America in 2023, which is... Yeah, that's a fucking alarming. So there's three groups of people intertwined uh, and are left stranded in the streets of the night of the purge, trying to survive chaos and violence. Of course, like, you know, the way that the purge is set up by the, by the, the uh, political party, the new founding fathers, is that it's one night where you get to release all of your pent up feelings. And for 12 hours, all crime is legal, including murder. Um, but it's really a covert way for the government to kill poor people. Mm -hmm. And like, what it says about race and class, I mean, when it came out in what, 2013 or whatever, like, 2014. it was, you know, it was like, this is like a little on the nose, but really, really far-fetched as like a premise. Now I'm like, this is actually what's happening and cops. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, they also, the president's name is Donald. Uh, I mean, not that they predicted that but he was running at the time and they so Sony was like well how fun this is what it would be like if a Donald like Trump won and you know look where the fuck we're at um, and also I think first purge came out 2016 or 2017 something like that and so one of the posters was like the red MAGA purge? hat but except it said the first purge on it the, the yeah the one oh the first purge is like the prequel right okay. yeah 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 um yeah. but yeah I I wanted to do Carmen because I mean, she's just all, a little light. Her character is yeah. not that great in the movie. It's no, not. it's not. But like, I wanted to do Carmen specifically because like she has been done so wrong in scary movies. Yeah. Like it comes at night. She was like shot in front of her boy or like right after her boy got killed in fucking that alien movie. She gets like fucking eviscerated by her lover who's like slowly turning into an alien. And I was like, no, no, no. I want to, I need her to live in and one of these. Give her... <laughs> They didn't give her the justice that she deserved. She does come through in the end. Like, she really does. But they gave her some straight up, like, some moments. I'm like, a black woman would not do, or, or a, a woman of color 
Like, like she would not be pulling that shit. Like, I'm gonna get frozen up as I, somebody's chasing after me with a motherfucking gun. Like, are you kidding me right now? This is, I thought she got shot. So I'm like, that's why she's not running. I bet she didn't get shot. She just froze up. I'm like, and I'm like, I'm sorry. Are you not concerned about this huge fucking flamethrower? <laughs> just pick them legs up. I know you pick go to exercise up. classes. You know what I mean? And then like, to find out that they, uh, Frank Grillo's character did he saved them first of all and then they then they lied and got him to take them to their friend's house and all that mess that went down over there oh my god that was a no fucking messy ass scene so messy the I ladies thought- the lady's sister came out shot up the whole place I was like <laughs> god damn you couldn't have done this 20 minutes ago before these people came here like <laughs> like the fuck it, it was all coming out but again very similar to what we're experiencing now I, I have read uh, many uh, stories of just all the murders going down right now because people are they, they had work to d- distract them from their partners and people they don't like now they gotta just hang out with each other <laughs> mm. like, oh, I mean and that they had to do that for one night you know what I mean they had to do that for 12 hours to just be around each other they couldn't stand 12 <laughs> hours don't do it well, it was purge night. It, it, it was allowed. So what are you going to do? But why, why when the people get over there, you got to do that then? Like, exactly. Do, what, you need an audience now, bitch? What's going on? No, no, no. You could have just, or you could just wait for them to peace out. Like, you don't even have to, I just, that was an interesting choice. I would like to sit the sister down and again. ask her what the fuck was going through her full mind at that point. <laughs> again, again. Like, it was a lot. And I was just like, I'm just going to go with this. It's, you know, Blumhouse Productions, they do what they do. And not that I'm giving, you know, oh, Lord knows you have your things to say about Jason Blum. He doesn't necessarily I don't have, I just said, I just, I've never seen him before. I had never seen him before. And he's like, that looks like a raisin doing an impression of Johnny Knoxville. He's a dude with a bunch of money and he picks, he he does, there's no theme or algorithm or whatever, like theory to how he picks movies. He just buys a, a bunch of shit. And a lot of it is not good. And some I, of it, I, you know, I appreciate the ones that are. I understand that not every movie is going to be great. But, you know, he, he, his name is inextricable in, in, in contemporary right horror because assume, he produces everything. You were right to assume and have that feeling that he's something like a son, a, a, a fucking raisin. Like he's, he, he does credit himself for having more talent and, you know, skills than he really should. But, but you know, Jason, if you're watching and you want to give me a job, that was all in jest. And you, the thing oh, is, you're not tight in Indian community unless you're a great fun. writer. And you, you wanna, you wanna hit <laughs> right there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go nuts. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so it's like you said, America 2023, unemployment five percent, crime. Now, you know, crime is virtually non-existent. That that's not a thing. Um, but we're getting to some weird sort of place with this um i saw this so i i don't have a bone to pick with you but i you know i was triggered watching this because i was re-watching my neighborhood burn down that was all filmed right around my fucking block i was like oh there's my street oh there's oh, there's that street oh there's my oh there's my apartment fucking building when i saw it in the theater it was funny to watch it when i watched it now it was just like it was triggering i i'm not even gonna lie Wait, it was around your apartment downtown? All of that was filmed, like, on streets, like, within two blocks, one block of my place. Of my old place and my new place. Like, Mm. I saw a burning bus going down the street. I'm like, that is, that is rude. (laughs) (laughs) I remember one time when I was living in South Williamsburg, I was walking towards the bridge, and um, I saw this uh, 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 bank van. What are those, like, 
vault van mm-hmm. things like yeah, blow yeah. up and tumble in the air and there were all these men with all these rifles and i was like oh shit and i realized <laughs> they were just filming a fucking movie i was like yeah. they couldn't give us a Filming sign like, been, like a pa or a gopher standing at the corner being like just so you know don't get triggered but shit's blowing up right now there was <laughs> nothing like that oh living downtown i i've given it, it has given me ptsd that i've had to overcome like literally just hearing just it, it, like all the car commercials and the explosions that go on downtown that aren't i'm like wait is that a real gunshot is that a fake is that a real explosion it took me time to distinguish and then like sleep trying to sleep through that shit now i have a place that's like insulated like i can't hear as much of the outside but it's downtown's noisy as fuck um but i remember when you were sending me pictures like a couple of months ago when the national guard was like on your street yeah and it was like my whole all frank street was completely ransacked I mean, all Broadway, all around downtown, everything, every store was broken into everything. And uh, yeah, so to watch this, it was just, it was a bit much, but I mean, I, I, this bitch ain't scared. I ain't scared, but, but it's <laughs> alarming. It's alarming. And just, it's fucking crazy that we're, we're going through this right now. We are going through this. And every damn sci-fi film and post-apocalyptic film has predicted this and told us about this and we have sat here and denied it and acted like this shit can't happen and look at us now like isn't it cute the predicament we're in it's like as if it's well it's like the movie version but like more boring you know what i mean so it's like (laughs) this this ain't the zombie apocalypse disease but it's an apocalypse disease and we've got an uprising and we're looming on the Great Depression Part Two, so <laughs> fun. So I know we're exciting. Um, I can't I say that the purge, as, a, as in general, was like one of. It's not. It's not my favorite series. No, no. I probably or, I like, like it more than Saw. I would say, but yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of like, that. in terms of current franchises, it's like it doesn't get on my nerves. But I'm not like, ooh, can't wait to see the new Purge movie. I mean, I saw the first, I mean, you know, the one with, with uh, Ed, what's the name? Eric, Eric, Ed, Ethan Hawke. Mm. You know, I was like, this is, it was interesting and it was very small and it was very contained. Mm-hmm. You know, and they just do what, what these movies do in the sequels is like make it bigger, more bloated and more ridiculous mm-hmm. and less story, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, it's it's just nice to, well, it's not until election year that we get to just completely fuck up all the, the, the rich people. We get some of that in this film, but we really get it in election year. So I was, I was hoping to get, I thought I was watching election year. I was going to be watching that, but then I realized which, which one this was. Um, I also, I wanted to shout out uh, Michael K. Williams because he's, I just love Michael K. Williams. Uh, you know him as Omar from The Wire, but before that, he was uh, he was in school and he decided to drop out because he saw the Rhythm Nation video and he became a backup dancer for Madonna, George Michael, and he choreographed 100% uh, Pure Love by Crystal Waters. And he's Fuck! in the Yeah, Michael K. Williams. And you can look it up, his ass is in the back and like a leotard and shit. It's hilarious. And he can get their moves. He got them moves. And he, he plays like the counter-revolutionary, right? Yes, he's like a Malcolm X type, you know. He's got, yeah, he's, he's got, he's got to go that, on. I, w- I really appreciated him. Uh, I do appreciate him as an actor. That was 
kind of hilarious though. Oh, His yeah. little line delivery. No, no, no. I was like, okay. I know. I know. I, I'll, I'll take him. I'll take it. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I know. He walked in there. He seemed so happy to deliver that line. He got. He probably got paid so much to do that one fucking thing. He's like, okay, whatever, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was here for it. I, I, honestly, I, as cheesy as it was, I was I was here for it because I just adore him. I think he's the best. But um, hey, what's that dude's name? Frank Gil, Gillery, Frank Gill, Frank Giller, Frankie Gill. Mm-hmm. He played the the dude with the with the muscles, and he was the main dude oh, in the purge movie. Frank Frank Grillo. Grillo, yeah, Frank Grillo. Highly recommend his uh, uh, the nudes that he took when he was in his twenties, the black and white nudes. I did search for them, and yes, they're there. So he's, artistic, he's a good looking man. He's a good artistic. Man. I mean, I you know I kind of want him to like twist my head off, like <laughs> like Jason. You said you want Jason to do that to you. Say so Mike Myers to do that to you, or like just I want him to like flex and like crush my voice box. Maybe you know what I mean, like <laughs> with his pecs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's he's a, he's a he's a very fit. <laughs> Bitch, very he's fit. Um, also, <laughs> I, uh, it's an early Lakeith Stanfield role. Is in this. He's in there talking about I'm just a scavenger. We ain't purging tonight. We just out here. That's what I thought. I was like, this dude is giving me Lakeith Stanfield voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in there, and that was just not too uh, too much before he got Atlanta, which I cannot fucking wait for the next season of Atlanta to come out. Such a great. Are show. they giving us another one? Oh yeah, for sure. It's it's already in production or whatever. It started, so um, oh my god, I love that show. It's one of the best shows of all time. I love Zazie Beats. Oh, little Zazie, Zazie. I know Zazie. Uh, also, Lakeith is kind of like I I he kind of reminds me of like an alien like pretending to be human. Oh yeah, like for learning sure. what it's like to because he's a little bit and I'm here for it. I love oh, it for sure. But, like. The thing about it is, and like you put him as the romantic lead in something like the photograph, and it's like, I don't, I don't know if this works, but mm-hmm. I like what you're doing. Like, I don't, I, I buy him as quirky, like Knives Out, bought, bought him in that one. Uh, yeah, he could do that. You know, but him having to be romantic lead with Issa in the photograph, I was I a little bit like, be, yeah, I gotta get him. Oh, I, I saw, last, saw it last year at Alamo. Yeah, I, I missed it. I was going to go and I just, like, I never was in the mood for it. Every time I went to go see something, I was like, nah. Um, but whatever, I'll catch it eventually. And I won't even bootleg it. I'll buy it. Because I, <laughs> <laughs> I praise from Drea Washington. I'm going to support my it. people. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> I got to support my people. Uh, uh, all right, Carmen, thank you so much for being our screen queen this week. Yeah. I just want to give a shout out to, again, like First Purge, uh, um, uh, Lauren Velez, undercover, New York undercover herself. Love her a lot. She got to live in that movie, so that was nice. Absolutely. I, um, I am very, I'm happy to have covered this one, honestly. I, I think it's strange how too topical it is it's too fucking topical um i wish they had given my girl some more you know a better role but i i hope for her in the future you know she gets some more so let's like fingers crossed they give our girl carmen some more shine yeah and please let her live to the end of the movie uh uh you know we would prefer thank you that would be nice yes all right for the next 50 years we don't get to die in movies that, that, I, that would <laughs> 
What if we all just made it to the end? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So catch us next week. Same time, same place. We'll be talking about, uh, what did we decide on, Tommy? We decided on Relic. Relic. We can do Relic. Yes, with uh, Miss Emily Mortimer. And this movie was a fucking doozy. Kind of took me through it. Your classic haunted house horror trope, but it's, oh yeah, it goes there. And Tommy's gonna love it. (laughs) And we're still thinking of me. I feel so good about this decision. (laughs) I'm always thinking of you, baby. Put you first. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, Screen Queen is produced by Alexandra De Palma and Domino Sound. With theme music by Doc Allison. I am Drea. I stay ready. Washington. And you can find me on the gram at Hey Girl Hey. That's H-E-Y-G-R-L-H-E-Y. I am Tommy. I miss sucking dick Pico. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) you can find me nowhere, actually, because I'm off the socials at this moment. So peace. Yes. And you can find us on Instagram at Scream Queen Podcast. And online at ScreamQueenPodcast.com. Send us some love notes at screenqueen at gmail.com. That's C O S. I can't, a bitch can spell, I swear. S C R E E E M queen at gmail.com. And in the scary movie of your life, you better scream queen. <laughs> 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 Oh, another one bites the dust. Yes, bitch. That was great. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.